Hello and welcome to Love Signals. My name is Michaela McDonald and I will be your host as we continue to explore the world of practical self-love, self-compassion, and all the ways that love is sending messages to us and through us. So welcome back everybody. Oh, I'm so glad to be on this journey more and more and more. It's episode four. Here we go. That rhymed a little bit. So get excited. I might be rhyming today. <laughs> so in last week's episode, we explored dialoguing with the self. That's kind of a, a a bigger theme that we've been exploring for a while now. And we talked about how to give yourself the love uh, that you're sending out. So to receive the love that you give. And we explored exercises for that. We explored thoughts on that. And it naturally led us to a deeper investigation of dialoguing with the self and, and ways to do that, that are really um, powerful and tried and true. And so in today's episode, I really want to cover a few things. One, I want to talk about parts work, which is something that I've experienced both as a client in therapy, as well as something that I've coached people through in my coaching practice in various, you know, versions. There's, there's a lot of play. There's a lot of options. There's a lot of room for nuance when it comes to this kind of stuff. The other thing, number two, that I'd like to... Um, explore in today's episode is a little bit more of Matt Kahn's book, Whatever Rises, Love That. I've been so enjoying that book. I've been revisiting it and I I feel so grateful to be reconnecting with that material because it really helped to uh, kind of codify or synthesize the, the ideas that were kind of floating around in my awareness uh, for years, I think, of of letters and letters to the self and love letters from the universe and to the universe and and self-love and self-compassion and all these different parts and pieces and so many of the ideas that Matt Kahn presented in that book helped to crystallize that's the word I was looking for crystallize this idea and um, created a lot of inspiration and motivation for me to do the year-long daily love letter project so I look forward to reading some excerpts from that. And I plan to share at least one, maybe two, of my own love letters from the year-long project. So let's get into it. First off, I want to mention, get ready. Your girl loves lists. And so I've listed three things I want to cover in today's episode. And there might be more lists all throughout. The world in the future is going to hold more lists. I realized uh, this past week... I love lists so much. Why would I deny myself and my listeners the pleasure of a list? <laughs> so get ready. <laughs> so I just wanted to acknowledge that because um, it's fun to acknowledge things. So number one, parts work. So parts work in therapy, the way I've experienced this, and, and maybe other people have had other experiences. That'll be a fun question to ask um, future guests. But parts work in my experience is that you have an issue. Let's say, I'll think of an example to make this a bit more grounded. Let's say you're having um, a lot of anxiety about applying for a job and, and you're feeling a lot of stress about it. And, but it's jumbled feelings. There's lots of different feelings going on in there. And it's tied to how you feel about telling your current boss that you want to quit. And it's tied to how you feel about your resume and your kind of self-esteem. 
And so you could go into this parts work session and you would name that and you would sit in one spot. And then the, this is so fun to me. It feels almost like a game, but it can be so deep and so profound and so tender um, because then you set up other cushions or other places where the other parts of you will sit. So there's you in the one seat. And then as you start to kind of name and describe a part, so maybe for example, there would be a part that feels like really, really afraid of disappointing your current boss by telling them, hey, I have to resign or I have to quit because I'm taking this other opportunity. But you feel so like paralyzed almost, right? So you'd start to describe that part and then the therapist would say, okay, I'd like you to go sit and be that part. Which, which spot would that part like to sit in? And so then you choose a cushion, you sit on that cushion, and you take a moment to just imagine really fully being that part of you that feels that way. And it might even change your body posture, right? You might kind of like slouch over, or you might feel like a lot of tension in certain areas of your body, or you might become really upright and rigid. It might even change the tone of your voice because as we step into these different parts of ourselves, there's a lot of, there's a lot of personality there actually. And there's something so profound, just to take a moment to zoom out here, there's something so profound about fully embodying each part rather than them being in that kind of tight jumbled mess of all the parts of ourselves trying to get attention when they're in our head. The beauty of parts work or of any kind of self-dialogue, right, where you're externalizing the different parts, whether it's through art or through journaling or through a voice memo or through parts work with a, a therapist or a coach, you get that out, you create more space. And so then you can actually see and hear and feel each of the parts and address them with greater presence, with greater care, and a lot of powerful transformation can happen from that. So back to our scenario. There you are sitting on the cushion, embodying this part that feels scared to tell your boss that you need to resign or that you're going to leave. And the therapist or coach might ask you, how, how old does this part of you feel? And you might say like, wow, this part feels really young. Like it feels, I feel young. Um, I feel like my young self, like a child part of myself. And they'd say, okay, is there an age you want to assign to that? And then you might say, no, it just feels general. Or you might say like, yeah, it feels like my eight-year-old self, like my eight-year-old self is so scared and I just feel frozen. I almost feel cold. And so then you've identified that part. You kind of have that there. And then what you might do is talk to that part. So, so then the, the therapist or coach might talk to that part for you and say, hey, would it be okay if I talk to this part of you? And you'd say yes. And then they communicate with that part and say whatever feels appropriate, right? Maybe they ask some questions of, how long have you felt this way? What are you most afraid of? What do you what do you need? What do you need to feel comforted, right? So you can start to have a dialogue with that part and understand. And then sometimes you'll be able to identify other parts of you that are going on by dialoguing with one part. So maybe that child part that feels frozen because it's afraid of telling the boss, I got to go. Maybe that other part's like, yeah, but there's well that other part is out there pushing me, pushing me to do it, pushing me to be tough, pushing me to, to just be, be, be tough and strong and, and doesn't want to hear me. Maybe, maybe this part feels basically at odds with another part. So you might learn about another part from the one or 
the therapist might, or coach might come back to the main you and say, okay, I want you to come back, sit in your normal seat. How did that feel? How does it feel to connect with that part? What do you notice? And then you might say, wow, that child part that's scared feels so vivid. And as I felt that one, I also felt this whole other side that feels kind of angry and impatient and, and forceful and like, like there's something, there's some other part. And so then the therapist would be, okay, let's, let's flesh out that part. So you'd sit on the cushion and you'd be in that angry, impatient part and you'd, you'd sit and you'd feel it. And once again, maybe your body posture, body language changes, maybe the tone of your voice changes, maybe even like the quality of like your vision, like maybe you look with more of a piercing gaze when you're in this part. And the therapist or coach would dialogue with this part again, like, hello, like, what's going on for you? What do you feel? What? And then the therapist might even ask, how do you feel about this other part, this scared, frozen part? And then that part could say, I'm, I feel so angry that that part is slowing us down. We have to move forward. We have to do something about this. We can't be scared right now. We just have to move forward. And then the therapist or coach could inquire, okay, well, and what, what would happen if you didn't move forward? What are, what are you afraid might happen if you can't move forward as you feel you need to? And then maybe that angry part is like, well, then we're not going to be the person we need to be. We're not going to, we're not going to have the dreams. We're going to be passive. We're going to be pitiful, right? There might be judgments that come in with that, that part. And so you, you get to get a snapshot of that. And then maybe you're able to inquire deeper. Well, is there anything that you're protecting? Is there anything that you're, you're trying to protect and keep safe? Maybe that's one of the questions. I love that question when a therapist or coach asks that, especially when you're bumping up against anger. And maybe the part says something like, I want to believe that we can do great things and we can love our job. And we don't love our job right now. And I feel so desperate to protect our passion and our passion for work and and contributing and I feel angry at anything that wants to get in the way of that right that's the more heartfelt part so pausing again to zoom out that process of inquiry that was totally hypothetical right I love my job I'm not quitting my job (laughs) this is just me imagining things right from both from experiences I've had with clients and investigating their experiences and from my own experiences in the past. And this this process of letting a part be full and robust, letting ourselves fully embody a feeling or a judgment or an experience we're having. And then from that place, bringing in gentle inquiry, bringing in curiosity, bringing in this like compassionate awareness, right? Rather than being like, oh, I'm battling myself. Part of me is frozen. Part of me is angry and impatient and I don't know what to do. And I just, I just wish I would stop. I just wish I would just fucking be an adult and move forward. And we can shame ourselves for the frozen part. We can shame ourselves for the angry and impatient part. Or maybe we glorify one part of ourselves and demonize another. But that doesn't help us to make beautiful, congruent decisions. That actually just separates us more and more. So 
as you're starting, as I'm starting to see, as I say all this out loud, and I imagine as you're starting to hear, as you listen, when each part gets to have its own full presence, its own full voice, the possibility for more insight and more um, dimensionality and even more resolution becomes possible. And the really cool thing that often happens is in parts work is you continue to check in with the different parts. And oh, another fun thing I didn't mention is that you often give the parts a name. And once upon a time, I was doing parts work and there was one part of me that was like a little girl and then there was another part that was like this, it wasn't even really human. It was kind of a helicopter parent energy that I had internally that was very like, it was like metallic and it was this, like it was almost like armor that had come to life, but it was really spindly and just would cut things and shut things down. So I say that to illustrate that the parts of us aren't always different ages of us and aren't always even us. It might be that we imagine some character or some creature or some, basically some symbol that may not even be human. And so you'll give the parts names and then you continue kind of to check in with the different parts, have them dialogue. And sometimes maybe there will be even a whole other part, right? So far we have the you that's the whole you. We have this hypothetical child part that feels frozen in fear. And we have this hypothetical angry part that feels impatient and kind of rageful. And it's possible maybe there is another part, right? There, there can be so many parts. Usually in a session, especially when it's therapy or coaching, you just identify, identify, <laughs> I like that, identify one or two because that is manageable and, and you can get so much insight and, and uh, in a way in healing and progress just by identifying those few parts. But I just wanted you to know that there could be more. <laughs> so... You go through, you kind of keep checking in with the different parts and maybe you circle back to, in our, in our little scenario, maybe you circle back to that frozen child part and you could ask it, what do you feel when you hear this angry part, which maybe we've given a name, this angry and impatient part say that it wants to protect the passion that we have, that, that Michaela has for working, for loving her life, for loving her job, and that the reason they feel angry, the reason they feel in a rush with any of this is because they want to protect that so much and they really want to help Michaela live a life that she feels really good about. How do you feel when you hear that? And then you could go sit and be that, that self, right, and embody that tender child self and notice what comes up for you. And maybe you just feel sad and you just feel scared. And it's like, I don't know, I just feel scared because I don't like the way they're communicating it. I, I just feel pushed by them. Or maybe you feel like, wow, you know what? That does, that does make me realize different things. And the coach or therapist will kind of continue to explore. And so, so what is it that you feel like you're protecting? If you were protecting something, what would that be? What do you care the most about? And maybe that's something that this part hasn't asked themselves. And maybe there's a whole other dimension that this part brings up. Like, well, I really want to protect our ability to feel supported and comforted and like part of a community. And I really want to protect the way that we can be seen well by others because that feels important. That feels like a way to create safety. 
And then as you continue to evolve, maybe then you ask the angry part, right? How do you feel when you hear that? And so you can dialogue with the parts and help them understand one another. And a lot of times I find with parts work, the different parts that seem maybe so disparate, right? On such extremes, they often are, are incentivized or, or what am I trying to say? They're often focused on protecting or, or taking care of or, or um, advocating for something that is really important to you, to the you, to the Michaela, right? In that situation. Um, because then the coach or therapist can ask Michaela in that situation, well, how do you feel as you hear these parts and you hear the different things that they're protecting, the different things that they care about and the reasons they might feel scared. And then you can be your whole self, right? And reflect on that and say things like, I love that the angry and patient part, I love what it wants to protect. And I really see how this young part has out of date ideas about how to stay safe. And I'm realizing more and more that I can be safe and I can move forward with things that I really care about. And I want to offer comfort to that younger part that that's kind of stuck in this idea that we need, we need everybody to be okay with us for us to be okay. I want to help her learn that I've got her back, that I, I've, I've got us and we're going to be okay, right? Maybe that's part of the conclusion or resolution. So, gosh, I wish this was like a live Q&A so that you guys could just ask me questions because I shared so many ideas there, right? So if you do have questions, write them down. And hey, maybe you want to email them to me <laughs> because this podcast has its own email address, lovesignalspodcast.com. That's lovesignals, plural, podcast.com. Sorry, that's the URL, which does I do own. I just, there's no website for it yet. It's at gmail.com. <laughs> That's what the, um, the podcast email is. So lovesignalspodcast at gmail.com. There it is. We're going to make it. We're going to make it just one step at a time. So I feel like I've covered number one on my three-part list, parts work. I want to give it a little bit more context. So parts work is so great in therapy. I've really outlined that well. Right? There's, there's you and then there's maybe two other parts that you've identified when it comes to an issue. And you can dialogue with those parts. And by letting them be full and vivid and fully embodied and even letting yourself embody that part of you can bring so much insight, so much um, compassion. Because I think so often understanding and compassion go together. That's such a beautiful thing to think about, right? It's like the more we understand something, the more compassion we have for it. And there's an, an opening that I feel there, right? Maybe it's an opening of our hearts. Maybe it's an opening of our minds. Maybe a bit of both. And so parts work is something, obviously, that can happen in coaching and therapy, which I recommend both of those highly. Uh, but it's also something you can do with yourself, right? So you could journal about, okay, here's the issue at hand. And then you could list out, one part of me feels like this, and just boom, 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 list all the parts and kind of feel it. Notice how you feel in your body, all these things. By the way, I'm gonna bookmark in future episodes, I really wanna talk about um, how identifying how we feel in our body is such a powerful way to talk about emotions because it kind of takes away the, the judgment or the, the 
uh, kind of the box of, oh, I'm sad or oh, I'm mad. And it brings more nuance, which can bring more understanding, which as we're discussing here is where a lot of magic happens. So you could journal about it, right? You could list out all the parts and, and maybe there's questions that, that you want to take away from this episode that you want to ask yourself when it comes to that of how do you feel? What goes on for you when you imagine this? What, what feels scary to you? What are you protecting? What do you care about? What are you most afraid of? Right? A lot of those questions help get to the root of, of kind of what is bringing this part to life. And through journaling about it, you can bring so much awareness. Awareness is intrinsically healing. Marlo Brooks, one of my teachers at Naropa said that, and I, I love that. Awareness is intrinsically healing. And for me, I feel like I, I've chosen to take it to the next step of compassionate awareness is intrinsically healing because it's so easy to bring criticism with our awareness, almost like a backpack that you don't realize you're wearing. Uh, well, I'm bringing my awareness to that area. Might as well bring the criticism backpack. It's like, no, no, you can put that down. <laughs> it can be a neutral awareness. It can be compassionate awareness. That's why I love curiosity. It's so open. It's so available to learn. So let's see. Part two of today's episode, <laughs> or number two, is some more of Matt Kahn's book, Whatever Arises, Love That. I feel like this book ties in so much to all these topics we're talking about. And one thing specifically that I wanted to read that I think is so powerful when it comes to giving ourselves the love that we need is this section where he talks about phrases that you may have always wanted to hear, to hear or maybe that you just haven't heard enough in your life. And this is the section. I totally found it, you guys. I'm so excited. I totally found it. It's a whole, um, it's the paragraph of The Heart of Surrender. Um, and it's this section. You can hear me flipping the pages right now. I have the real book <laughs> uh, called Creating Your Own Personal Love Statement. And this is where, this is totally where the um, say the words you most need to hear comes from. And so he talks about creating your personal love statement begins by asking yourself the following questions. So I'm going to read these questions to you and then I'll share the phrases that I think might be helpful. So what are the words I never heard that I always wanted to hear? Who in my experience hurt me the most? And what are the words they never said that really would have allowed my healing to occur? So maybe you're waiting desperately for somebody to say, I'm sorry. Or maybe you're waiting for somebody to say more often, I love you. I care about you. So that's part of what this inquiry is asking us. And this, this, this idea of saying the words we most need to hear totally applies when it comes to parts work, when it comes to dialoguing with parts of ourselves, because different parts of us crave hearing different things. The young child self, going back to my scenario, the young, frozen, fearful child self may need to hear, you're safe. I'm going to take care of you. I've got you. We're going to be okay. No matter what the boss says, we're going to be okay. And maybe that angry, impatient part needs to hear, 
I respect you. I respect your insights. I respect your passion for this. And I really hear how important it is to you that we live a life that feels in integrity. Thank you. Thank you for caring about this. I'm listening, right? Maybe, maybe, and listen, there's such difference in tone and quality and words of what each part needs. So that's partly why I love um, coming back to you. What, what do you need to hear? Because the different parts need different things. So, oh, getting to some more juice here. So as a way of discovering the words you've always wanted to hear or never heard often enough, Here's this list of phrases. So this comes from Matt Kahn's book, once again. And just let these wash over you. And I'd invite you, if it's safe to do so, to close your eyes and just feel what comes up for you as you hear these phrases. And notice if any really stand out to you or bring um, any emotion or, or sensations up in your body. You matter. You are enough. You are worthy of being seen and heard. You are special. There is a reason you are here. You are beautiful. You are so talented. I always want to know how you feel. Please don't hold back. You are perfect just the way you are. I am so blessed and honored to have you in my life. Thank you for forgiving me. I am so sorry for all that I have done to you. I did not know how deeply you were hurt. I'm sorry I did not consider your feelings. I was wrong. You don't have to forgive me if you don't want to. Your talent knows no limits. And I'll add a few phrases of my own to this list. I love you. There's so much love here for you. No matter what, you are loved. So notice how these phrases feel. Notice any that stand out to you. And if you have a moment, you can write that down or make a little note of it. But I think there's something, oh, it almost feels like a bath or a shower to just have all those words spoken out loud. So many things that are kind of universal just to wash over us, for us to receive that. I'm really grateful to you, Matt Kahn. If you're listening to this, if you ever listen to this, I'm really grateful to you. I really appreciate the way that you have been able to so clearly communicate these ideas that bring us into a deeper connection with, with love and with ourselves. And I so look forward to talking about other teachers who have really helped guide and helped add to the richness of this love signals paradigm and this love signals idea. People like Louise Hay and Abraham Hicks and... Brene Brown and, oh my gosh, so, I mean, so many. It's hard to even, oh, it's, it's like overwhelming to think about it. But um, there's a lot, of, a lot of people who I feel like are speaking to facets 
or to hold gems of this idea. Okay, so number three, I want to share a few more love letters from the year-long self-love letter project. I'm probably going to come up with a snazzier way to refer to that, but you know, bear with me while it is the daily self-love letter year-long project. <laughs> so this comes from August 4th, 2020, Tuesday late morning on the porch. <laughs> I love you, and I can feel this love down deep in my bones, where my very blood is born. I love moving in this body. I love these thoughts. I love these emotions, the sneezes, the stretches. I love being me. And it's fun to really acknowledge and celebrate this. So that's a short one. Short and sweet, simple. Reading that back, it makes me think about how so many of these love letters are basically me reminding myself that this is where it's at. I don't need to be anywhere else. I don't need to be anybody else. I don't need to be feeling or thinking any other way because this is where it's at. How cool, how fun. I think so much peace for me comes from remembering that I'm right where I'm meant to be. This is where it's at. Because oof, on the flip side, so much pain has come for me over the years from believing that this isn't where it's at, this shouldn't be happening. I'm wrong, my experience is wrong, my feelings are wrong, right? To, to bring a bit, of, um, a bit of description to the dark side of life that so many of us can kind of live in in our day-to-day -day, or even just in moments throughout our day that that basically this whole love letter idea and love signals idea is helping to bring balance to and bring light to is the idea that we're somehow wrong or we're somehow not where we should be or we're somehow lacking or, or um, deserving of criticism and, and harshness and shutting ourselves off from the parts of ourselves, right? Silencing parts of ourselves that want to talk, that have feelings, that have a voice, but we don't want to let them out because it feels like that's wrong and it shouldn't exist. And then here we go into love signals where there's this exploration of what if all the parts of me are welcome here? What if all of my thoughts, all of my feelings are allowed to exist? What if I can hold all of that in my awareness? And what if I can bring love into that space? And from there, what happens? Right? The more I find, I find, the more that I love myself, the more that I love the parts of myself, the more that I offer understanding, curiosity, and compassion, the more I'm able to feel empowered and to move towards what I really want. Because sometimes being honest with myself about how I really feel and bringing compassion to that means that I'm like, you know what? I don't like that. I don't, I don't like what happened. I don't like how that felt. But rather than feeling like a victim of my feelings or my thoughts or my behaviors, I become this, this powerful and empowered person who can 
alchemize my experiences and alchemize my behavior because transformation is something we can create for ourselves. And I really do think that the more that we can be aware of ourselves, aware of all the parts of ourselves and feel a sense of understanding for those parts, then we can advocate for those parts. Then we can create positive transformation for ourselves because we're all going to make mistakes. We're all going to do things that maybe we're not proud of, or maybe we don't want to ever repeat. And I really feel, and I've really observed that the more we can be honest with ourselves, the more we can create positive change. And it just feels so much easier to be honest with myself when I know that if I share, I'll, my sharing will be met with kindness. That I, the more I'm aware of things, the more kindness I'm offering to things. So, ooh la la, I think we did it everybody. I think we did it. Episode four of Love Signals. I hope that all these questions, all these ideas find you and touch your heart and maybe inspire you to create new relationships with parts of yourself. So a little takeaway I'll leave you with is maybe sometime today or in the next week, spend some time thinking about a part of you that pops up. Maybe it pops up often. Maybe it's just a recent experience. And try to spend a little time with that part. Maybe it's a part of you that you often um, silence or push away or pretend isn't there. And I want to invite you to bring this curiosity, bring this warm awareness to that part and get curious with it. Ask it, why are you here? What do you care about? What are you protecting? What are you scared of? And I can't wait to hear what you discover. And I would love to hear from you. If that's not already clear, I'm going to make it clear again. Love Signals Podcast at gmail.com is an email address for this podcast exclusively. And you can email me and share your insights, your thoughts, and also just share them with yourself, right? Journal all of it. I love it all. I'm just checking to see if there's anything else I want to loop back on. Nope, that's it. We really did it. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being curious with me as we continue to explore love signals and what this means and what is possible inside of this inquiry. What happens when we love ourselves even more? What happens when we notice all the ways that love is finding us and all the ways that love is supporting us? So with that, I'll leave you with our beloved phrase from Abraham Hicks. There's so much love here for you. May you feel it in more and more ways in the coming week, and may you be well. Take care.